0: That fills Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the militant Thomist. So today we're going to be we're we're in our third no no our fourth video because I did an objection video, but we're on our last video talking about the Last Supper itself. After this, we're going to get into um, the uh, the Bread of Life discourse in John six. I did a previous video on this, but I just want to do another one. But today, uh, we have uh, in, in the first video we showed the real presence. Uh, broad again, the the purpose behind these three videos just the broadest possible sense, talking about the institution of the Eucharist. First one, we have the real presence second one we have uh, sacrifice and then now we're going to have the perpetual observance and the the apostles ordained to the priesthood in that they are uh, they're commanded to to offer this sacrifice and to consecrate the body and blood of our Lord so that so so here what we have is we're just going to be uh, taking the small section of scripture we're not going to be applying uh the the um, scholastic principles and drawing out uh, the the conclusions to the principles that we have we're just going the the bare minimum right here, but as we'll see is over time in future videos as we go forward as we investigate. um, More of the scriptural texts as we draw conclusions about what we have previously talked about everything the entire the entire Catholic Eucharistology. Our entire, uh, the the entire teaching on the Eucharist is contained in the, in the Last Supper. It, it, the the entire, uh, the entire teaching is just going to be uh, contained in this section of sacred scripture. So we can, we can draw principles uh, out from here after we've established these three simple facts, the real presence, the sacrifice, and then the, the priesthood. So. Let's get right into it. So the thesis uh, today is just going to be that at the Last Supper, Christ gave a command and the power to his apostles and their successors to consecrate, offer, and administer his body and blood as he had done. And this uh, in in thinking about uh, there's going to be first the command, which is going to be that he had uh, ordered uh, them to to sacrifice and to the consecrate the body and blood. And then the power is going to be some sort of potentiality or ability that they have uh, to carry out what he had just commanded. So those are the two things that are going to be uh, proved. So when it comes to the doctrine of the church council of Trent, uh, session 22, chapter one at the last supper, he offered his body and blood into the species of bread and wine to God, the father, and under the same signs gave them to partake of to the disciples whom he then establishes priests of the new covenant in order to them and their successors in the priesthood to offer saying do this in remembrance of me so this is of divine uh defined divine and catholic faith so uh, again to to oppose this would be would be heretical so the argument is going to be uh, relatively simple i don't i don't even think we need to spend much time on thinking through this argument this is going to be a pretty quick video was ominous, my phone. So Christ uh, Christ commands the apostles to do a memory of him, what he did at the last supper. And then at the last supper, he consecrated bread and wine to be his body and blood. And then he offered the sacrifice. Therefore Christ orders the apostles to do those things. It's, it's relatively simple because we've already established that he's consecrated uh, the bread and wine and that he's uh, offering sacrifice uh, at the Last Supper, this has been uh, this has been something already established. So all we have to look at is this uh, command. Do this in remembrance of me. We've already established what the, this is. So just looking at the verse, it's 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 really self-evident that uh, that they were commanded to do this along with Christ and that there was an actual institution of the, the Lord's Supper, which happened here. There's not really many. Uh, you might have a few rationalists out there. And maybe a few really weird Protestant groups that don't believe that the, that the Eucharist is uh, a perpetual ordinance of the church. Uh, but ba- basically everybody's going to broadly agree with this. So looking at the, the liturgy of the church, uh, almost all of the the old Latin and Greek liturgies are going to, uh, going to mention that the last supper was this institution of the Eucharist. For example, um, the old, uh, the, the Galatian sacramentary, may he grant that these sacraments, which he instituted today as he was about to suffer, uh, by perceived, uh, be perceived by you, not as a judgment, but as a remedy. It's, uh, again, something which is relatively obvious. And then obviously, uh, we get in the, in the fathers, there's also, This idea that uh, if you look at St. Justin Martyr, when he talks about the Eucharist, this is his whole whole argument is that the the Eucharist was something established uh, uh, by our Lord to the apostles. And then to this day, um, So he says the apostles and their commentaries, which are called Gospels, handed on that Jesus commanded them like this, namely that after taking bread and having given thanks, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So during the second century, that rite of the Lord's Supper that they were celebrating was something which they look back to the Last Supper as being instituted then uh, and is being handed down to them. So something it's really, really obvious. So um, that is all I have. Thank you for watching, and I'm looking forward to next video on John 6. Thank you, and God bless.